So good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. When you listen to this, this is much really a long time I could take your part in crime with Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And this is another episode of BS Beats and Bailey. And uh, today we basically gonna focus on shows that primarily just involve the battle between good against evil, right? So in this case, we're gonna talk about um, the the first chapter if you will siege this will be for the um transformers war for cybertron series which um started on netflix a while back we're finally going to talk about that uh also season one of uh dc universe's stargill that wrapped up yeah. um last week actually so we're going to talk about that and then we're going to end things off with a show that um caught my eye i was i was, I was kind of intrigued by it um more yeah. particularly about who was in it you know what i mean that being jimmy fox and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, that would be yeah. Project Power. Yeah. All right, so let's kick things off with Transformers War for Cybertron. So, Ricardo, if you don't mind, I just want you to, to just kind of do the, the run-through of what this is about, right? So, um, for me, though, just just to, just to kick things off, I am not familiar with... Um, well, I would say, like, I'm not versed in all things Transformers lore, right? So, um, right. I believe this... Well, the whole War for Cybertron thing is actually based off of a video game but the series itself right. is not related to it at all right so um what i got just from the trailer that i saw that okay we in cybertron there's early megatron early um optimus prime all that jazz so it's not going to be what well, basically it's going to lead up to what we have seen in the live action movies that would be like you know michael b's um transformers anthology and bumblebee right so all this stuff happening in cybertron war between the autobots and the Decepticons. you know that right, right? right. but for me now I was a little bit worried that I would not understand. Like, I'll get a gist of what's going on, but I felt like it would help if um, I was more yeah, in, like, a, a huge fan. Like, I knew as much about the right, characters no, to really enjoy a, them. Um, Right, so it's, it's, it's effectively a trilogy of material coming forward. So what we've seen right. so far is, is Siege, um, uh-huh. Chapter 1, which is about six episodes. And, yeah, it, it's just the kind of the opening to... Um, the well, the war itself, like actually explaining why the war exists, why it is the way it is. Um, they just kind of just fleshing out everything, uh, mm-hmm. the original narrative of the Transformers, effectively that we know from the original uh, cartoons, the original G one cartoons. So they just yeah. kind of retell retell those stories. That's effectively what they do. But they decide to say, all right, Larry, um, you know, give it give it some depth, give it some. You know, just give it some some, some, some gravitas. <laughs> well, nuance too. Nuance, yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. right. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, you know, they just decide to say, all right, they start off with so the first episode is, um, you know, have a, a treaty. Um, they talk about Megatron and Optimus, their relationship. Um, they kind of make surprisingly make make Megatron, you know, actually like sympathetic in this <laughs> for some reason. But it's it, it kind of worked for for the most part. Yeah, um, I, I felt it. I felt it did too. Yeah, then, well, it, it started off with, with recruiting Bumblebee. That was like the first one. Then, yeah, and, uh, well, into... just to touch on, on, on Bumblebee, just sorry to cut you there, but just to touch on Bumblebee for a bit. Uh, what's interesting here is that he's neither Autobot nor Decepticon. He's just more right, of a, yeah. a mystery, just kind of hired to find um, right. Energon Cubes, basically. Right, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. as I said, they make things nuance. Then. This is then we get yeah then what I think um episode two is with they, they bring in shockwave and then they start talking yes. about the all spot um then they get into you know they start bringing in all the other characters so Ultra Magnus um Ratchet um 
they get into well the space bridge idea itself which was from mm-hmm. transformers 3 in the movies and then yeah then real jack and then they bring in um the last episode effectively is just with megatron um you know to, to deal with optimus and then you know the the, the little little kind of kind of a twist at the end there yeah yeah. Uh, yeah the thing with this okay so i know people like this but this is this is this is what you call um how to describe it boy this is the man of steel of of set of transformers it's that like you're trying to give well, this seriously <laughs> what do you mean it's it, it's it's too it's too dark for no no for, it's not, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it's it trying to they're trying to be all serious with it. Like, I people like this. I, I get people like this, but I, it it just I'm not feeling it, pussy. And it's because I not partial towards Transformers not overall narrative. But to me, Transformers is not something you're not supposed to give nuance to. But they're trying to, and I like it. But I didn't. It was just it, this one. This one of those not for me kind of things. You know, it that's why I wasn't um, I wasn't feeling it all that much. Uh, so that's about me with that. I mean, it it good. I, I think I'd, I'd, I'd wait till the other two parts come out, and then I'll you know probably judge it a little better. But as it was, I was just normal with it. It was it good, like it good. If you if I suppose if you if you're not familiar with Transformers and you you're not a fan, you might be into this one. Um, but I I wasn't into it. I just it come and gone for me, and I I just you know I, I suppose I'd wait for the other the other parts to go through. But as it was, it was okay. That's fine. Um, it's it's the same uh, the same animation people who did the Castlevania stuff, right? It's the same animation company. Um, that will be on uh, Rooster Teeth. I don't think so. I don't think Rooster Teeth would um will involve. Well, all right. Let me let me just check quickly and see. Yeah, actually, no, they would they weren't involved with 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 um with Castlevania. Actually, did um oh, no, Red vs Blue. Um, they did um RWBY. I've never saw that actually. To be honest, right. but. No, they didn't work on um, Caspinia at all. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. So it's all right. It's, sorry, it's not Caspinia. It's, it's RWB. I was thinking of Ruby. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Which a lot of people think is a disappointment, but I was fine with that mostly. Um, right. Here's the thing. I think what happened to it is that is the writing because um oh gosh I was supposed to mention the, the fellow was the creator, the original creator of RWB. He died in 2015, and I felt that level of creative forces was missing in this. Um, for me. Oh, you so, mean um, it should be like well, a little bit more self-aware, um, right? Kind of yeah, tongue and cheek a bit. A, yeah, he was a big, a good, a good storyteller. Um, mm-hmm. with respect to this material. Um, but I, I don't know. I just, I with it, I, I int it, I dig it, but I, I just not. I think it's because. It because it's so they're trying to make it nuanced now. It's like, but Transformers, I ain't feeling any nuanced Transformers thing, yet. like that. Not really working for me. Right? That, you're not gelling for me. It's too, it's too discordant. So mm. that's why, I, yeah, it's, it's up to you if you're into that or not. But I, I feel sorry, this this had to be kind of straightforward, black and white for me. And in decide to like make it this, try to do this with it. And again, okay, so as I say, if, I had to wait for the other two parts if they could do. Uh, if chapter two a little better, then I'll be fine with it. I don't know when that's coming out. Um, but as it was, it's like, yeah, I like this, but I don't love it. It's fine, right? But I don't know. All right, so here's the thing, right? I could, I, I actually get where it is you're coming from, and I totally understand. Where well, I totally understand, right? Your your view on this, right? Um, yeah. For me personally, while I was watching this, though, I felt like um, 
Like, you see, with us, because we grew up on the 80s cartoon, uh, we grew up on the, well, the movie, of course, um, Beast Wars, Beast Machines, to a lesser extent. You know what I mean? We, we kind of know things, we just kind of know the formula, you know what I mean? Right. Um, good robot, good Transformers, bad Transformers, big device that they have to acquire, world domination, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff, right? But I imagine with this movie, sorry, with this movie, with this, um, this chapter, if you want to call it that, it felt like, okay, so I know... Because it's a mega franchise, it didn't just limit itself to just like toys and you know um, shows and whatnot. But I felt like maybe there were like comics involved, in it, and I felt like uh, um, I forgot the name of the um, comic studio. I think it's IDW. I think it is. I know they had yeah, some yeah. like a bunch of Transformers books, you know, over the years, or comic books. Now. And I felt like this is what this series was tapping into, like you know, like okay. where they went deep into it. Now. But for me, and I imagine seeing the Ricardo. I know nothing of these comics at all, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't go in deep. I mean, let, let me just get this out of the way. This this franchise has a very, very, very diehard. Yeah, um, yeah the fan base. Yeah, this is ridiculous, and I felt like this was tailor made for them, right? Right. Here's the thing, though. Quite like this, literally a few hours ago before we we met up here, I watched a review of the show, and apparently some fans, some diehard fans, not liking this. I think it's really because, well, this this blew me away, is that they actually changed a lot of stuff from what the original story was. Right. I was like, which, okay, which, again, because I kind of read I it as, guy just kind of read it as, all right, well, this technically is supposed to happen this way, I guess, but I guess the writers have a little leeway so they could change certain things. But I just kind of viewed everything as, oh, this is what happened, this is law, this has to be, you know what I mean? That That's right. how I kind of went into this. Yeah, go on. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, they change a bunch of stuff, but it's stuff like that don't bother me if it, if it makes smart calls. And for the most part, it makes smart calls. My issue is, is tone. You know, again, right. I, don't, I don't get why you're doing the whole... I really don't follow. I don't get why you do make this nuance now. And that's the problem. Because, it, it, as I say, it's discordant. Because you have the original Transformers designs on this. But you're making it all nuanced in terms of tone. So, again, it's, it's the Man of Steel problem now. Yeah, you know, yeah, where, yeah. Yeah, yeah, given is is original old is aesthetic, but it, it's just weird now. It's feeling a little off now. Like you say, okay, okay. With, with, with Michael Bay, he did his own thing. So it's, it's up to you to like that or not, right? Right. But with this now, they they trying to appeal to old fans, but like it's old fans who grew up and it's still you know, you know, is that it it yeah, I, yeah, I suppose yeah. now here's the thing. If this came out, if this came out I don't know, ten years ago, or maybe even five years ago, I might I might have liked this more. But I think it's just one of those things that just kind of come out too late for me, so I can appreciate it now. I it, it's right. all right, it's all right, um, it's all right. Like I, it's good. I I think I think I know what the problem is, right? Um, and this is not a knock at the 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 fan base itself. It's just merely a franchise to sell toys, right? That's what it is, right? Right. Just right, like GHO no. is the same thing, right? But the same old habit, right? But not seeing that you shouldn't add backstory and nuance and lore into this story because I know right. it have the, the, the fan base who love the Star Screams, the Megatrons, the Optimus Prime, the Ultra Magnus, all these characters, right? But still, it kind of feels like, like for me, when I was watching, it's like, you know, I, but all this is, is kind of interesting and you know how, they, how it's all brooding and dark and talking about war and, you know, the right. threat of extinction and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, is, it, is it supposed to be about robots that turn into vehicles and just right. do those shit? That's, that's like, no that's okay, it? yeah. No, no, it's, as I say, as I say, is is a man of steel problem, right? You know, mm-hmm. where you're, you're putting quote unquote realism into something that really don't fit that. So you had to do a good job That's of right. squaring yeah. that. 
And like, okay, Manos is a movie I still defend to this day. They have the same I, I do thing. Too. Right. But, you know, when you're, when you're making that prop, you're making that, that promise. Now, your brain now started to do two sets of calculations when it comes to like, well, what exactly are supposed to consider realistic and what not, you know, which is this? Okay, yeah. this realistic, but not this. And, and again, because the, that, that DCU and this serious business fan base kind of sour, man, the last couple of years about, you know, how we should look at movies and these kind of things. I have almost no patience for that anymore. Like that whole realistic, serious business, taking things seriously kind of mindset just kind of sour in my head. Now. So to see this now apply to something again, it comes too late to the discussion. It's one of those, right? That's right, right. I, I, I got you, I got you. Yeah, you go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I just want to mention the, the, the good, just to get the good out of the way. Um, right. I thought that the, the, the voice acting was 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 solid. Right. Um, yeah. No, they didn't get the, the old actors, no Peter Cullen, no Frank yeah. Welker to come in to, to fill the shoes of Optimus or, or Megatron, respectively. Um, but the, the, the cast that they got here, I mean, they, they did the job. I mean, I, I actually yeah. like how they did the voice distortion, of course, like for guys like... Um, like um, Soundwave and all Soundwave, that, you know what I mean? Sounds yeah. dope as cell. I love that. Um, yeah. re, re, um, more or less bringing back old characters like Ultra Magnus, characters I literally forgot existed. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? yeah, yeah. Iron Hide and stuff like that. Um, and just the whole look, sorry, well, yeah, look, uh, uh, should say the aesthetic. Took a while for me to get on board too. Um, but it's no, actually that... got, got kind of used to do, even though for the, for the life of me, I can't really pinpoint the, the type of style it is because oh, yeah, it it's, it's that... more like CG, but it has a kind of um, cell shaded kind of. No, no, it's thing it's with. like it's it's the machinima, like very advanced machinima stuff. Now, if you remember something called Haloid, um, it's that right. It's it's I forget the, what was the guy's name, but he died. He died. He died some years back. Oh shit, was his man already animator? Um, uh, animators be dying these days. But... Montium, Monty, Montium, Montium is the guy, right? Is okay. this guy Montium is his name? Right, so Montium did something called back in the days called Haloid, and he was brought on by Rooster Teeth um, to do Ruby, right? When Ruby was out, and so it's that same style. But Montium, he died in 2015, but he was like an interesting, like visual storyteller now, um, back then. Now. And he didn't, um, you know, they kind of follow from his aesthetic and style, so it, it's all over this now, that same approach and everything. So if you're, if you're appreciating okay. it, if you appreciate, if you appreciate just animation, um, yeah, it, it, it's it's good in that way. But because that style of animation is something I could only appreciate on the internet, but not because not on not on um, but nowhere else. Like it, it's not an yeah, animation. But, 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 not, but not on something that it's, you can watch on, still, on your on your plasma TV basically. It still feels it still feels a bit too amateur for me. Um, okay. But you know, is is Rooster Teeth? You know, come full circle, right? Is is Rooster Teeth? You know. We, if, if you're a fan of them and you, you like Red versus Blue, I mean, I kind of stopped liking that a hot minute now, but if you're into that, cool, it's fine. Um, right. It's that. So the, yeah. the animation, the animation, I'm not knocking it for that because it's like, it's still, it's still, it feels, it good, but it don't feel like on point. It don't feel top, top of the line professional, right? It just feels like good. Like, you know, it, it still feels like a fan film kind of thing, but it's still good. And again, it's, it's the fan film with a lot of money type, um, you know, situation, right? Yeah, it's a fan yeah. film, but they have they have a budget, right? That's what it right. is. And uh, you know, he you know he was a natural talent, uh, you know, self taught, you know, web based animation guy. He, but he um, and then you know they following they following from the, his aesthetic and style. Now. So I forget who the actual animators of this of this particular thing, but it's clearly you know the Monty Ohm influence, right? 
Right. Um, it's done. Yeah. So right. it's, it's. But yeah, I, I don't know. This not. This not a complaint of mine. Of this. No. Like I, this not something that is bothering me too much or anything like that. I could. I could watch it and enjoy it as it is. Um. Yeah. It's a little sluggish and clunky for my liking. But whatever. It's Transformers, so you could get away with that. That's why it's not a problem for this. Like yeah. you just you just see it. Like if it was humans, like with Ruby. It's supposed to be characters supposed to be well effectively humans, right? It's wizards or whatever it is. But so that is looking all weird. But with Transformers, is you could you could light slide, right? Because it's big okay. clunky robots anyway. Yeah. That don't, that don't bother me. My problem is that, you know, we have Megatron being all moody and you know all contemplative and things like what? That's kind yeah, of weird. Yeah, yeah. But but I, I do it, I do appreciate the, the effort at least. To right. kind of flesh out both Optimus and um, and uh, Megatron, I have them, right. you know. Well, you know, as they keep using this word nuance now. So I like the fact, although I don't love the fact, but I like the fact that we this is this is like early. Oh, I am Optimus Prime, Optimus Prime, right. where he will make calls, but you know, he kind of makes the wrong decision at times. Right. It's like, all right, well, I, I take it about the greater good, but people around you kind of like. Uh, you, you, you really sure that's like the right mood like we're supposed to be trusting you know and also like his relationship with um, Ultra Magnus where Ultra is like right. yo just just sign the treaty you know it's like no 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 no. these guys trying to trying to wipe us out so no treaty right also like right. with um with Megatron now where it's like well you know we, we were all I don't know if this is part of law or not like we were like bottom feeders basically we were lower class you yeah, know yeah, yeah. Um, transformers and now this is our chance to rise but my 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 camp now, like all they doubting me now, all they doubting what I doing here right now. Like like look at what we were before, you know what I mean? So I like those 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 little things about it. Um right. I will admit though I find that the show kinda spent a lot the series I should, I should say spends a little too much time on these little contemplative moments, like should we trust this person, should we not trust this person, is this person okay or whatever, you know what I mean? Um instead of just giving us the goods though, like the action. And yes, there is action, but not a lot of it. I know that's that will disappoint a lot of fans. For me, I was just like, all right, action is okay, but I, I really kind of wanted more. Now. This is not me being spoiled by you know the Michael Bay films, right? Um, right couple, right. Mo- couple more things. Um, once again, because this is Transformers, yes, there were times where it's like, oh wait, who's this character? Who's that character? Who's that character? But that's just like a minor nitpick, really, because. Yeah, this is clearly for the diehard fans, right? So you had to know right. who characters are. But yeah, at, at times it's just like, right, who's this? Who's this? You know what I mean? Even though you might see this character show up like five minutes yeah. earlier, right? And where they, 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 they stop it off, I'll admit I was I was um actually kinda interested to see where they go next to it though. Um but right. yeah, like you Ricardo, I'm not in the not in a, in a huge rush to see where the story goes next though. Well, but I would like yeah. to see it get better, at least. You're right. As I say, I'll, I'll, I'll give this a chance as it is because I want to see where they could. They could. Do, the problem is that again because it's, you're trying to make Transformers nuance, it's kind of weird. But I don't, I don't swallow that, and if you could swallow it, you're fine. And you know, so it's, at least it's not an hour long thing. They decide, you know, twenty episodes, twenty sorry, twenty minutes per episode. That's fine. Um, so I, I don't have a issue with that. You know, I was just I just run through it relatively quickly. Um, you know, you know, so it was just like a, a watching a, a, a basically a ninety minute movie, effectively stuff like that. Then yeah, it was fine. Again, it, it boiled down to that aesthetic. If you want to mix nuance with Transformers, that is the only issue. Yeah, and if you're into that, fine. Yeah, this kind of works, right? If you're right. not into that, and I am not into this, it it is kind of weird. 
and kind of kind of kind of tedious if you think about it. It's like wait, all of this yeah. politics and yeah, all, all this the and politics and stuff. Like, come on, get to like, get to the, the, the shooting and stuff. Nobody and you know, what well, funny thing is, like, oddly enough, there's there's not much, there's not that much. Maybe I'm wrong, but not that much transforming per se, though. At least cool right. moments of transforming well, it, once again as us being tell... spoiled by the Michael Bay films, but really more from what we grew up on. You know, the 80s cartoons, right? Yeah. Well, no, they, all of that is like more like practical, um, practical problems. You could tell that they didn't want to transform, like, you know, transforming is cost money and, you know, they didn't, they didn't animate that very well. As I say, if Mars Hume was still alive, we'd probably get more of that. Not sure. But, um, it, it's fine. The stuff don't bother me as much as I can. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but in closing though, um, all the bad yeah. talking, I'll give it, um, all the bad talking, I'll give it as it is, I'll give it a 7 to 10. Um, because it, Again, uh, because I my my bad judgment is is judging it on just that aesthetic call, but that's not really right. something I should make a call on per se. Because I can see somebody it's totally like liking this, this thing because of that. Okay, I got right, that. right, right. So that's just me. But it, it it this shockingly turned me off because of that. And I think it's it's not because of it on its on a, on its own. It's because of the nature of the conversation of how we should be talking about nuance mixed with our comic books and our thing now. How, how deep you should be, which who does get away with it. And because that whole, whole discussion gets sour in the last couple of years, I mean, you literally had people have a complete meltdown over a girl arms in a video game, right? In, in a mushroom zombie game, right? So stuff like that, like, like them, you know, the conversation of what should be realistic and not kind of over. Um, to me, is now, now it's all team and aesthetic right now, in my opinion, for me. Um, sorry to say it. Um, that's basically, and I, I think Transformers is like a perfect hotbed for something like that because it's fucking Transformers. Like, it's how, how I supposed to give a shit about this now? Yet, you know, back in the 1980s movie, you know, they make it, they make it cry over Optimus, right? So it's like, whatever. But that was their straightforward. Yeah. But this, it, it, exactly, exactly. It just kind of happened. And it's one thing to have <laughs> you care about it. Yeah. Right, but it's one thing to have you care about a, a character and a set of characters, for, for, but for straightforward plot is another thing entirely to decide to make this big, like, realistic, you know, politics and class system and all kind of thing. As now, but all of this for Transformers, right? Now, that really walking in my head for me, though. However, Simon Tatan still, uh, I liked it for what it was as it is. And, I, and I'll say I'll, I'll still watch the other parts, but that, that whole being too realistic and giving characters too much nuance just do gel with Transformers. Like, sorry to say it, but yeah, you had to be straightforward with it. I don't know. It's, not, it's me. All right. I, well, I, I I understand. I have a feeling that that the, the the people who didn't like this this um didn't like siege maybe didn't like it for the, for that reason. But right. for me, I just thought that oh, well, this is kind of how it's supposed to be. This is how they were in the comics, and I was just unaware of it because I just didn't care to read the comics. So I said okay, right. I just kind of treat everything like okay, well, this is supposed to happen, right? So okay, but. Still, I just wanted to see more things happen. Like not 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 seeing that you know hardly anything happens, but I just kind of went in. I mean, it's Transformers War for Cybertron. Like I want to see war, not hear people talk about war, war, war. I mean, you know, no. But that's 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 what I'm trying to say now is that is it you're trying to do the whole war is war is hell, and you know they they they're more hitting we, you know we more getting um uh we got it by um not even Private Ryan um uh, platoon. No. Yeah. Um. Shit. Oh gosh. Um. Uh, oh gosh. Full metal jacket. No. We won't get this. Yes. Right? Yes. 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 Yeah. More. Like, more full metal that's, jacket than, than that's um, not, you know. Right. Or. Oh, or. Oh, um. Oh gosh. This other movie. Famous. Oh gosh. 
not, yes. not Bluetooth, it's right? That's that's what I was trying to be. It's still from mine right now. Clink. Oh gosh. Oh, um, oh yeah, right, right. Apocalypse now, where Apocalypse. All right, about yeah. the, the the inner workings of the characters involved, and not yeah. about the world. So. <laughs> yeah, right. and it's like exactly. Megatron, yeah. dog. Like really? Yeah, you're, you're right. You're yeah. right. Right. Like, I mean, well, uh, that, let's see that he should be cookie cutter, satin with a cartoon villain, even though right. that's what we grew up on. But at the same time, like I said before, I just kind of went in thinking this is kind of how it's supposed to be, and this is the approach. All right, right. okay, but. Okay, well, in in general, what I should say before I get to read it, it's like I felt like it was trying to cater a little too much to the diehard fans and the ones who would have the collection of Transformer toys and will give you a whole backstory into what these characters right. did before and after the war in Cybertron. I, I felt like it was for that crowd. But, um, and yeah. I mean, credit what credit is due, at least they kind of stick to it, like, trying to please them, trying to show us non-diehard fans that, you know, there's more to it than just, than meets the eye. Ba-doops, right? But, yeah. at the same time, it still have those who kind of just want to see cool Transformer shit and really, really get here. So, you just kind of watch it like, alright, okay. That, that was how I felt, personally. like, alright, like, I, once again, just kind of treat everything, okay, this is how it's supposed to be, is leading up to something, and then when it kind of ends, it's like, alright, well, that, it, that happened no no what like it, it's almost like the story now begins at this point now you know what i mean um but for what it was uh, i'll give this a very light three and a half out of five it's it's still worth checking out i mean regardless yeah. of the gripes that we had with it uh i mean forgive us we're not we're not diehard fans but still it's, it's just still amusing to me that even diehard fans didn't really feel this one well some of them you know what i mean but yeah. i mean if, if, if i would say this is for those who kind of um got who, who kind of were pissed off by what they got with um, with the Michael Bay films and appreciated what the Bumblebee right. film did. I think this is right. for them. It's but for that. everybody else who kind of no, wanted to see the stuff. Bumblebee, yeah, Bumblebee didn't give any certain nuance or anything like that. It was a straightforward, we you know what the story is, right? Bad guys, good guys. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, didn't try to, this, they give Megatron a whole class system and like, what? I, they asked that class consciousness with Megatron. It's like, no, like, <laughs> what? That doesn't gel it in my head at all, still, Duke. However. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I should kind of like look for some article or some video that will explain the law, but uh, to be honest, I really don't care. No, but that's the that, that, that problem. It have no set no of law that you could explain because in the end of the day, it still is robots now. Like, I don't know what you could explain to make them to have that class system make sense now. Like, that's the problem now. Again, it's the man of steel problem, right? You know, you're, you're gelling two, two styles of thinking that, not, that you think might gel, but you don't actually do gel at all. However. All right. So let's go into, uh, let's move from robots now and let's get to some comic book stuff. Well, you know, technically, right? Some more comic book stuff. Yeah. yeah, more comic book stuff technically, yeah, right? But we have, um, we have a lot of, we have a lot of, everything is funny books today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just, just some is, funny books, right? So uh, we will, yeah, so you'll kick things off with um, Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons, the movie. Um, and you know, it's it's one of those titles that you'll kind of ignore. Like, what do you mean the movie? And it's only after the fact that I realized that there was um, this is basically I'm not sure how much segments they were, right? But they're basically a bunch of segments of one story actually that were right. just put together and released as a film now. Right. So it's right, similar right, to right. like um, oh gosh, this one from a couple of years back, um, Vixen that I saw and I was like, uh, right, right, like, right, that's yeah. that, yeah. 
Yeah, it, it, it's that same thing. But the way, yeah. and then when you think about it, like if, you, if you've seen the film actually, it kind of makes sense the way how, you know, scenes will, sorry, or um, situations will just kind of feed out and then, sorry, well, scenes basically will kind of feed out and then go into the next one. It kind of makes sense, right? right. But in the, in the context of it being a film, it, it doesn't even matter, right? Um, and what it's about basically, it's about, well, Slade Wilson himself, aka Deathstroke. Um, he would be, well, you know, one of the big baddies from, you know, the T-Titans, um, yeah. comic books and films and whatnot. Um, he is a mystery for hire. He's an ultimate badass. He's like the, technically the equivalent to like what, uh, um, to what Deadpool is, you know what I mean? He's skilled with guns. Yeah. He's, he's skilled with a, with a, um, with a samurai sword and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, but in this case here, they, they really go to the way to flesh out this character. So he's more than just this guy who dresses oddly in bright <laughs> in, in this brightly colored outfit for a mercenary. I mean, think about it, right? Uh, yeah. He has a wife and, um, named Adeline, Adeline Kane. Um, he yeah. has a son as well. And through some circumstances, it kind of starts up pretty early. An old rival of him of, of his called the Jackal shows up. And threatens right. to well kill his wife and son, right? One one thing we see next, and uh, well, the 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 boy survives, but he becomes mute because his throat was slit, right? And right. this affects the relationship between Slater's wife, obvious thing, and is even worse because she didn't even know that the man was a mercenary for hire, right? And then the show goes a little bit deeper, um, showing how he got his regenerative powers. So yeah, basically right. he can take a lot of bullets, and you know, just yeah. He could take a lot of abuse and basically just survive. So he has a kind of Wolverine healing factor kind of thing. And now we now and we we introduce now to the to Hive, right? Which is this clandestine organization. You know, they're all about world domination. Right, yeah. And basically they, they kidnap um Slade's son again. They do some stuff to him. And apparently he has powers though, right? So he has well right. telekinesis and all basically psychic powers, right? And there's another character involved. I don't well, I don't want to say what she has to do with it, but yeah, it's something kind of serious, which in terms of Slade's life. But yeah, now Slade has to reunite with his wife and basically go and save their son and you know, tort hive and you know, all that stuff. <laughs> and yeah, in a nutshell, that's what Knights and Dragons is about. And in case you're wondering, folks, yes, they do explain the, the meaning behind that title, Knights and right. Dragons. In a nutshell, it's basically. How yeah, Slade sees himself. He sees himself as a knight going up right. against well dragons, right? So that's it. Well, it's a yeah, it's a yeah, it's a, it's a story within a story being told, um, you yeah, know, in context with him and his son, which is a whole thing. Yeah, it's like it's like great, but I kind of understand why the story is just so so basic. It didn't even need to be there. It's right. just typical. He's a knight and he slays dragons to do this. Right. So it's not like the the show itself, the the uh, the the um story itself in the movie, echoes the book itself. It's just oh well, that's just yeah. who he kind of sees himself as. But there's no, you know, literal or figurative dragons in this film. That's that's right. that's kind of a minor gripe of mine. But yeah, uh, so yeah, what were your thoughts on um, Knights and Dragons the movie? Yeah, uh, hmm. this looked way too amateur for me to enjoy it. It felt amateur. It felt cheap. But the story is okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna talk about that. Like bit, okay, so if you thought if you thought had the problem was with the animation of the Transformers, this this feel amateur. <laughs> this feel real cheap. This feel real like direction and, and blocking and whatever it is looking a crappy. 
that's some okay action. The story itself wasn't bad, like for what it was. Like, you know, you, we know Ty, we know Jericho. We know the backstory involving the one of the main characters, well, the main villain, Gale character, which was, you know, a good little piece of drama. That was alright. Yeah, it was, it was about Slade well, and the other thing. Who went in blind? That was a that was a That's nice. Okay. Twist. I, I, I'll give it. I'll give it that. Yeah. Right, right. Um, but this was. It just feels so cheap, though. Like wow, like this feels real cheap because is when it is when you say because watching it and you, you're telling me about the um, how it, it feel like a, a series of movies stitched together. And it's like oh yeah, it's that. That's why it looking like that. I why it feeling like that. Um, they wondered like why the direction so crappy and why this so crappy and why that so crappy. But as it is, it's, it was just really like straightforward and bland and forgettable. Um, but it was alright. It, it had nothing to write home about. Like the story was straightforward. The action was okay. Um, you know, Slade was killing people. The dialogue was pretty bad. Like, geez, oh, boy. Dialogue was kind of. Uh, but but uh, the voice acting work. The, the voice acting make up for it though. It, it okay. for yes, it. here's the problem. Here's the problem. Slade, in my opinion, Slade is not an interesting character. Um, like I remember people just people, like a few years back was like, oh, we gonna have Terminator in our Batman movie. The character's called the Terminator. That's another. That's another nickname for him, right? And I was like, that's not exciting because Slade is not an interesting character. And it had all these idiots on the internet as usual. Oh, but Terminator is a badass and he's such a badass. It's like, yeah, he's just a mercenary badass. In, in terms of the, from, in terms of the pantheon of Batman villains, he's like, you know, not even, I'm cracking the top 10. Um, he's like a general movie villain. He's more like akin to Deadpool, as you say. But it's like, I think Deadpool is a parody of him, if I remember correctly. Is, is it though? I think so. I can't remember, but it's supposed to be. I think. Um, wow, I, I I would not have imagined that though. I, I know they they look similar, but I would not have imagined that though. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the, yeah, that's yeah, the I just thought it's kind of like mere coincidence that they look the same. Though. That's that's right. 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 I I don't like I I don't I, I don't think that that yeah that Shock is not that interesting. Our character, he works in in anything Titan cartoons. He's pretty badass, and he's he's a good Titans villain. Um, they, they bring in Hive, and Hive is like a big Teen Titans villain, enemy, DC enemy, but it ultimately not that interesting as a, as a terrorist group. This was okay. Uh, it, it just the problem is that everything just kind of fell flat, all things considered. And that's kind of my problem with it. It's just all these, I'm just watching it, and I'm surprisingly, shockingly bored out of my mind. Like, what? What? Why? I just feeling to go and sleep here. What's going on here? This just, it just, too long for what it is. It boring. It, it, they're not. Um, it's again bad direction and bad production. Just kind of dragging on the whole st- and a story that not that engaging. I felt if they could have just hold together that that would have been a little better and make it work. Um, this is not a DC animated movie, so that's why I was trying to look for it in the list because it, it kind of passed under my radar and people was talking about it. And I was like, what? There's a DC animated movie. It's not apparently. So it's it's in the same more in the same vein that that CW animation thing that they did with Vixen, as you said. Uh, yeah, I, I had nothing else to really talk about per se because it's like it just have a couple twists involving well something involving a character with, with Slade and then the the bad guy like why the bad guy after Slade and that's I was like oh, okay that's why okay and then it done it had some okay action that was it <laughs> like it have anything to talk about seriously well yeah all right so so let us get good out of the way right that's just a little bit of good um voice acting like i said before actually doug the voice acting um michael chiklis who please um you know you you know who he is right um you know right. the shield fantastic four for better for this yeah. right so i thought that he was well, great if you know the 
Yeah, if you know if you know the internet joke, the class or check class, right? <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, like it just just voice acting. I thought was great. Um, the, uh, I was actually surprised to see certain characters. Um, some of them I felt were really wasted. When you really think about it, like the Shiva, Braun Steiger, for example. Like you know, it, it was cool to see them. Right. Cool. So there's like, okay, you're you're just there to just have the fans go, wow, you know, you know all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, the, 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 but okay, so that's that's pretty much all. Like, oh yes. And I felt that the, the action scenes and there's a lot of action scenes which I expected, they were very well handled. They they they, they, they give you the goods, right? You know, it's like, well, it's an R-rated film, so yes, you get some over the top stuff. There's even one scene where it's like you're you're really just whether to to replicate um Mortal Kombat Legends again with a character right. literally being sliced and diced. You know what right. I mean? Like it, it's like okay, all right. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But everything else is just kinda meh for me right to, to be honest yeah, yeah. i didn't i didn't know don't right hate this show but it was kind of meh um story-wise i get what they were going for like okay we we, we have to show deathstroke and kind of really explore his character and why he's yeah. so obsessed with you know just stopping bad guys and putting putting bullets in people's heads and all that kind of right. stuff like I, like, I, like i get that but it just felt like been there seeing this this is some kind of I don't know, like kids ask their parents some Remo Williams novel, basically. Right, <laughs> Maybe yeah. it's like the same old mercenary for hire. He goes into some foreign country, kills a bunch of bodies. Ever so often, he will hook up with some chick, and you know, well, in this case, it kind of comes yeah. back and bites him. And you know, it's just right. typical, typical stuff, right? Typical yeah, yeah, 80s right. stuff, basically, right? But yeah, that's yeah. nothing really new. And I don't know if, what is the idea at this moment with these quote-unquote DC animated films, like I don't know, or Warner animated films, sorry, if it is that they're just trying to want up the, the last film or trying to do something kind of special or groundbreaking, but in this case, I didn't really get that. Like, for me, um, Legends, Mortal Kombat Legends did a lot to, like, compared to this. Um, just in terms of what it was about. In this case, it's just, all right, let's just find another character that we can make another edgy, R-rated animated film. Ooh, here's that show. Let's, let's, let's just pick him. That's how it felt like to me. Like you're just picking, you know, just picking um characters out of a lineup. It's like, ah, let's let's pick Deathstroke because you know he he kills people and it would be cool to have a character that's based of a sorry a film that's based of an anti-hero, right? So let's do that. But they really could have done more with this too. They could have given us a reason to really give a shit about about Deathstroke as a whole. It, it, it here's just edgy action stuff for the sake of edgy action stuff. That that's why I got. And now to talk about that animation, boy. Yeah, boy. Shoo. Yeah. Real cheap. Looking horrible. Now, at cheap. first, I thought it was style. I thought it was some kind of aesthetic they were going for. Nah, There's this just... weird thing that they do where it's like, um, okay, so if you're familiar with pop art, right? You know, they, like, if you look, you know, they always have, like, these little dots that they use in pop art, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. What yeah. is that for, like, um, when smoke, you see smoke? Yeah. Smoke and light. Smoke and light. Yeah. light. Yeah, light and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, I noticed that, yeah. All right, but why Why do? Like, like they, you try to set up your own little art style with us? All right, okay. And <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was letting the character design slide and all that, boy, but yeah, ever so often when you will get to, like, a, a established shot, boy, it would be yeah, like, dude, like, like you're really taking this shit seriously, right? It have a, it, one scene, slight spoiler. It involves Slade meeting up with Adeline at a park. Right, and the yeah. trees for that door, yeah. my jaw drop. 
looked bad. I was like, you're, you're, you're greenlit this shit. you look at this, this, this cell thread. You know, if you talk in animation, talk here, right? And said, yes, that's, that's how we want them trees to look. The trees look absurd. Yeah. Like, ridiculously absurd. And I'm like, but, dog, like, for our action film, animated action film, Dread, this is the kind of animation we go in with, Dread. Like, okay. Uh, as I said before, you know, as it was broken up into, into, you know, segments or clips or episodes, if you will, right? If, if, uh, even if they were like that, it's the, the animation, there's no excuse for the animation. Look at this piss portrait, you know what I mean? And I was thinking about it in the back, in the, in the back of my mind. They try to cut corners, yep. they yeah. run out of time, they run out of what is going on though, but still it's like it just takes you out of the story, and that's even worse when yeah, some even some of the characters themselves really look all that good. And, he, and it goes even deeper when it goes into action scenes not looking as good as they as they should have. Like that scene that I mentioned before where they where I felt that they were replicating um Mortal Kombat Legends. It looks laughable compared to what we saw in, yeah, in, in that show because of the animation. So yeah, I mean the animation boy took a huge deep dive boy, from from what yeah. we last got with um well not with Legends that much, but more with um Justice League uh war right. well apocalypse war now. Um right. and yeah at the end of the day I don't know why this decision was made to have the animation look like this red but it's like I'm sorry, like like if, if the intention was to, to let the world know that we can make these really hard R edgy, you know what I mean, animated films, then dog, at least come with our art style that best fit it. And I'm not talking about colors or whatnot, but just the, the the art style itself. Just how what how everything looks. Like don't give me trees that looking like some five year old kid draw it on Microsoft Paint. Like come on, Roger. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, I love but, that here. Yeah, but my last things last though, Ricardo, uh, I kind of do agree with you. You know, I mean, the, the story was just there for me. Like, like I, I watched the film, I was entertained by it. You know, we saw some, uh, some, saw some dope action scenes and whatnot, got some cool fights and whatnot. But other than that, it was just there. You know, I mean, it's just one of those shows that, you know, it, it's it's kind of there to just kill time. Like, if you just generally have nothing to do or you just want just uh, some little entertainment, like on a, on a Saturday, you know, a little matinee or like a Saturday night, yeah, give it a look, right? But other than that, um, I really don't see myself going back to watching this, to be honest. Um, I don't see this having any longevity. And this last thing, last before I get to written, I, I really would like to, really want to question um, the, the choice of having a Deathstroke film to begin with. Because, once again, it just feels more like, hey, we're just picking edgy characters from our roster to make films of, as opposed to, okay, we're really trying to set up a world here, we're trying to set up a universe here. Um, we really want to let people know, okay, well, if this was good, I can't wait to see what happens next year. This is just kind of, is this, is this one of those kind of throwaway kind of animated films to be honest? Well, I should say as part of the, the whole DC um, animated roster. This is kind of a throwaway film for right? So... Rated wise, I will give this a lighter decent three out of five. It's it's alright for it is. Um, not the best thing ever, not the worst thing ever, but my god, animation boy, that yeah. that that is a that is a endurance test, test alone by just being able to to watch that animation and not cringe or not laugh or just treat everything else like how the story does, treat everything else seriously by like it, it's just weird. But other yeah. than that. If you if you just can't get enough of 
bloody Warner animation, yeah, watch it, man. But then that, if, if if you're just looking for, well, especially for better animation, if you're looking for a more unique story or something that actually does something a little bit different, yeah, you'll be very disappointed with this one here. So yeah, last yeah. words of rating on Death Room. Yeah, uh, six five out of ten. Um, because it just looked too cheap, too amateurish for me to, to engage in it. And it's not like it had this great story or anything like that to say, wait, it's so mind-blowing or anything like that. Yeah, I'll say everything does look too cheap. That is a goddamn problem. Like, if you think Transformers look cheap, this look real cheap. Like, and there's no cheap. reason for it to look this, to look this way, though. I don't like, know. Like, it's DC. It's Warner Brothers. Like, come no. now, man. Like, 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 how much money are they having on the vault, man? Come on, spend nah, some yeah, cash on they cut, they cut as much corners as they could. So that is that. Uh, pretty much that is just media. There's nothing else to talk about. Just cheap as hell. So yeah, that is that. Yeah. All right. So just keep it with uh, DC for a little while longer. Um, let's talk about uh, Stargill um, Season 1, right. which um, actually wrapped up uh, last week. That is recording here. Right. Um, I reviewed the... Well, we reviewed, sorry, the, the series premiere of it. Uh, we dug it for what it was. Um, but in my case, I did not get I didn't. I didn't watch it on a weekly basis, so I just kind of binged everything. Um, yesterday, of the t- yesterday, the time is recorded here, right? So, um, I just saw how the the, the story developed, and what I'll just say, right. well, I just want you to do the the um, the synopsis for this, right? right? It because it's telling one. Well, it's well, well, of course, it's like a. It's how should I say? It's less. It doesn't have this. It doesn't have an episodic feel like um, other. Like most, I should say, CW superhero shows, right? But you know, surprisingly, for a DC Universe show, it really does have the feel of a CW series, right? Which isn't right. bad. I actually really do appreciate the, the light tone of it. But point is, it's not as episodic as those shows. For its 13 right. episode run, it feels like it's telling a story. Of course, that of course it has subplots and other things going on, but it really feels like it's one story from start to end, which I appreciate, right? So, in my case, it helped. You know, watching this, you know, binging it out now. But in your case, I'm not sure if it would have worked for you. Right. You see that you probably you watch it on a regular basis compared to me. But anyway, what is what what in a nutshell is um Stargate about? All right, so uh, you know, in the past of the storyline, the good guys and bad guys was fighting, and the good guys get their ass washed bad, right? Right. The the, the uh, good guys being the GSA, yeah, the, the Society just, of America, right, right? Right. So Starman. Yes, yeah, yeah, the the staff and the staff. He basically get the staff to tell the staff to his stripesy to his um thing, and he tell him look, give him give the new person. We love the staff. The staff when it get ready, but it's not you, which you make a big joke about. And, yeah. Uh, basically, that is what happened. So they they just kind of get they get wiped out and they get scattered to the winds, and the good guys, well, the bad guys, I should say, take over. Um. You know the whole thing. Yeah, let's take over the the whole um well this town effectively. And so now um stripes marry a woman and get moved back to the town for some reason, but I forget why they get back to the town. And no, well, okay, well well to, to, to answer that question, um essentially it was to well just basically to, to start just a, just a start a brand new life, basically, right? Um, well, technically. So he just kind of goes there um, with his stepdaughter now, who will, well, Courtney Whitmore, who will eventually become Starkill. So it wasn't like, 
any big ulterior motive. It was just kind well, of basically. It was just happenstance. Because I just find it yeah. strange that almost every only bad guys well, some of the main bad guys was in this tongue, same tongue. Um anyway, that is basically it. So what happens that the staff select her to become the new star person effectively. She star yes. heel and it we back up all the bad guys effectively now because they, they're wondering wait starman still alive they thought starman dead they thought they kill him so and so the good guys and the bad guys kind of come back up together again you know with the new group of well because of stargill coming back together and then stripes now with a new but well, his big warmer suit um is his dust is his dust but um just but his dusty boy robot type oh yeah suit, big, 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 guy, guy, big guy big guy big guy same thing yeah I love Rusty that boy. show. What, what yeah. uh, anyway. Anyway, yeah, so that's it. Um, it's a story. That's the story. So that, and the really good guy. The bad guys have a whole plan involving mind control and controlling people's beliefs and the other whole thing. And that's it. They didn't really do nothing. This is a real straightforward good guy, bad guy story. Like, they didn't really do nothing. Twists or no big reveals with this. Just everybody get their powers. Um, Cat Gills, I think... <laughs> cat cat gill i love it um, wild cats wild cat yeah <laughs> and then um oh gosh was the other okay so lady? so so just I'll, I'll i'll help you out right so basically star gill enlist the help of well you know the the the, the breakfast club or the losers basically in her high right. school to kind of you know um to kind of you know form a new GSC, right? So essentially right. we have Wildcat. Um well the new Wildcat, we call it Wildcat 2. We have Dr. Midnight 2. We have our man right. 2. Um they were going to bring in the son of Brainwave. That will be the main one of the main bodies. But right. um something kinda happens. You don't want to see what happens there. But essentially he has this kind of moral issue going on because it's like you know I love my dad, but my dad is evil. You know what I mean? It's that kind of stuff basically. But yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, yeah. It's it's you're right. So there's all the new. I forget doctor. It was the it AI forgot. inside the goggles, right? So I can follow. Like doctor, yeah, was the, um, the yeah, AI inside. It, right. That's right. Yeah. Right. So they 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 have they they bring in all of these new characters and that's it. They just had to stop the plan, right? I mean, it it wasn't anything major. Like I really like kind of zoom out for a lot of this because it wasn't doing anything interesting. Um, who was the, the girl? Was the the girl was the um, kind of the bad guy? She she. Oh, uh, right, right. This would, be, right. this would be Cindy Bowman. Um, she's the, right. the daughter of this character called um, the Dragon King or Sh- right. um, Shiro Ito, actually. Right. Um, then they had, well, they, they bring in a couple things like at the end. It, it, well, most of the, most of the bad guys wasn't brought, they didn't bring back all the bad guys because I think um, the Shadow Master, he wasn't there. I forget his name. He's a character in Justice League, I remember. Um, and a couple others. And that's it. I mean, it have. It really had anything major with it. It's just the, the final, the finale with the, the thing. And then in the end, he turned the ice fella get bounced down. And he just... <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was funny, actually. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sli- slight, slight, slight spoiler. Slight spoiler. Yeah. Um, if, if you don't mind, I'll just kind of come and talk quickly about what I thought about Saga, right? right. So, um, yeah. So, for me, um, seeing this as one, you know, recurring story kind of um, fleshing out... Um, I was actually pretty impressed by by what I saw here. Um, it really sticks to his guns. Is not try to try to do anything you know out of the ordinary and whatnot. Right. Um, you know, I appreciate that about the show. Um, I think that the the cast is solid throughout. I mean, Breck, um, Passenger, if that's the name, if that's 
if that's the whole you pronounce it, sorry, please forgive me. Um, I thought that she she shines basically as as Courtney Whitmore, um, yeah. even more because she's photogenic as hell. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, she's very likable as you know Stargill, and you know just just quick 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 little um describe. Well, this little this is something I want to bring up here. So wrongfully, when I did the when I talked about the the series premiere. I mentioned the, the the credit during the opening credits talking about Courtney Whitmore created for television by and I wrongfully assumed that you know the original title of the show was supposed to be um, Courtney Whitmore but actually no it's the character herself because right, she was right. created for the show here. Yeah, it's, um, it's Jeff. It's based on his sister, I think. No, it's, um Jeff. Um, John, yeah, who yeah, he well, he kind of dedicates the um, right. Yeah. He, he dedicates the at the very end, at the very end of the of of the see um. Sorry, I should say the finale itself. There's a dedication to his um, yeah, sister. the finale. Yeah, yeah, that, that was really nice too. But yeah, yeah. um, I I I really love uh, dog how the the story just sort of built for me. And what what essentially is about? It's kind of you know just. Exploring the whole family dynamic or just legacies right. of characters, you know, from you know from the adults to the to the uh, to the to the youth basically, right? So we yeah. have um, you know Courtney who is given the the, um, the cosmic stuff, and she's she she goes off believing that oh well my dad was has to be Starman, right? I actually dug right, how right. they explore that. That they, they they get massive points for that, right? Because. Yeah, you, you can't really blame her for taking. Oh, my dad, who you know we haven't seen since I was five or whatever. Um, yeah, he has to be Starman, right? You know, we, so that kind of makes sense. And where they went with that, I thought you know really worked. And he gave us some really, really genuinely uh, emotional moments. I really dug that. Yes, the show has some generally emotional and uh, really hard tugging moments. So I'll give them that. Um, where they went with the other characters themselves, the other members, the new members of the GSC. Um, and it's not like, oh, well, we are the, the, the sons, basically, with the, with the exception of one person that would be um, our man, right? So he is the son of the original our man, but everybody else is just like, oh, well, you know, this this one blonde chick just gave me all this stuff and told me to, to wear it, right? Like in this case with um with Wildcat, right? Who, well, she is this um, Latina girl. Her name is um, Yolanda. Her kind of motivation for just being by herself kind of makes sense all those kind of the derivative side of things you know i mean especially when it comes to you know high school life though right but i actually like her when she has the outfit and all that um <clears throat> dr midnight too um well this would be beth chapel she's a black well well she's like the the, the only black girl in the group actually right. um i like the actress but i felt skill set wise it's just oh you're wearing goggles and there's an AI in the goggles telling you all these things. All right. Well, I like I thought I that there was more to it. Like she had gloves, or she, she was supposed to be smart and she understands better. Right. I, yeah. I couldn't follow why why she was special. Why the goggles was connected to her particularly. Yeah, and here's the thing. Like I am not familiar with the GSA at all. So I'm just like, all right. Well, I guess the original Doctor Midnight was just supposed to be this nerd who knew everything. All right. But how how does that help in a battle? I don't know. <laughs> Our man. While, while the skill set does hammer kind of like really you know right. <laughs> well, essentially he has this Science, powerful yeah. um you know hourglass but you know once once the the the, the sand starts pouring essentially he has a hour where he has strength right that's super strength and once that right. that um that once that hourglass was the the um once the sand is up that's it so he literally is strong for an hour 
like, all right. Is this but here's the thing with that, that though. Yeah, what, what I don't understand about this, I don't understand this pause. That is like he just can't flip the, the hourglass, so you gotta wait another hour or something like that. Like, I don't get it. That is a very good point, though. And like, you would, because once again, I'm not familiar with GSC, you would think that the characters themselves, the, the sorry, the writers themselves who came up with it were the 40s or 50s, would say, huh, okay. well, if he just flips it over, he has an extra hour, right? Whatever. Uh, but, but I get the sense, I get the feeling that it is it's go one direction. So you have an hour and then you have an hour cool down and then another hour. No? So you have to wait, like fill back up another hour, which will take an hour. And then you have an extra right. hour. Like, nice I, 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 I got this, okay, I understand, but I got the sense. I believe they said it. If I'm not if I'm wrong, let me know. That he right. could literally he has one hour a day to do this. All right. right. What? Okay. okay. Uh, if, if, if I had one gripe, like if there's just one character I wasn't feeling, it was him. Um, and it's not so much of the, the, the skills. Like the skills is done weird and dumb when you think about it. But also the, the actor who plays, well, Rick Tyler. I, I really wasn't feeling him at all. Not, not seeing that he was horrible, but he just kind of needs to work his way into the character a little bit more. I just felt like he just kind of trattled too hard. Like, um, especially in the more intense moments, there's one moment where he's fighting well, another, you know, famous DC villain, um, Solomon Grundy. And it's so, not bland, but it's just so cheesy. You know, yeah. like, just the lines he says and how he delivers them. It just, it doesn't work at all. Um, I yeah, really, but I, I mean, nice, nice Grundy character, so it's like, whatever. He likes yeah, the no, whole idea, anyway. whatever. Yeah. No, it's not the Grundy character I talk about, really. Our man. I know him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, I, I dug the... Well, the the injustice society of, of America, and I like right. I just love the the, the, the idea that they kind of integrate themselves into this particular high school, and yeah. they have this ulterior motive there. So you have the main body being um icicle, and then you have the guy in command being brainwave. Like I just dug those things. I also like the fact that they have sons or you know daughters of their own. And it's like, well, you know, we we, we kind of want them to to continue our legacy, but you know, at the same time, we're not sure if they have our powers. I'm not sure if I want him to know who he is yet. I'm not sure if they have the strength to do it and all that kind of stuff. And you really see it with the character Cindy Berman, right? Who, you know, kind of comes off as the mean girl, so to speak. But um, when now they bring up the fact that she is the daughter of um, the Dragon King, it's like, oh, okay, that's why she is the right. way she is. I actually like right. that they have her as a mean antagonist against um, against Courtney. I, I thought that was a really like, great dynamic there. Um, I really dug also to what he did with um, with Luke Wilson's character, Pat Dugan, right? Who plays Stripe, right? He has his big mech character, right? And yeah, I, I thought that he worked as just the, the sympathetic, sympathetic dad, sort of like, you know, he has enough with his son already, but now he has to deal with his stepdaughter, and you know what I mean? Like, he's trying to help her out, but she feels like she knows a lot, and you know, the cosmic staff is always there, but then, you know, things will happen, and she'll be like, okay, well, I kind of need to humble and understand the seriousness of things. And yeah, um, I overall I just really oh yes, uh, I forgot to mention two two characters in that see coming in this, uh, Sportsmaster and Tigress too. Right. And right. Yeah. I know. I know we working with 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 budget. I know we working with with WB budget here. But I felt like you know for their scenes in particular, just the well for one thing, the costumes are dope. Um, the the actors who play them are dope. The fight scenes involving them, I thought, were, were, were uh, very well. Actually, really, really impressive. Actually, you could tell there's some wire work, there's some CG involved. But I like, yeah, just this, this fit though. Like, and what 
how they kind of relate them to you know their their progeny actually kind of makes sense. And I also one thing I also really love about the show here is that not all the sons and daughters become you know all these super powered villains, right? It's not like that, it, it, but it's just the idea that. Uh, the, you know, the parents do this one thing, but, you know, we kind of think it about which are into, I mean, like, we kind of want them there, but we ain't know, so that kind of stuff there. Um, and I just felt like, you know, well, for its 30 episode run, you know what I mean? It, it told a really, really decent story. Um, it, got, it, got, got, it kept me, sorry, engaged. I was really intrigued by what was going on. Um, there were a few downtime moments. There's actually, like, one particular episode where hardly anything happens, but what I like about that, because this is where you have Stargill at her Lewis because she's now wondering if the cosmic stuff is re- even meant for her, right? So um, how they kind of play with that was really good as well. And, I mean, it doesn't do anything mind-blowing or groundbreaking as far as superior shows go. But I like just overall that it has the feel of like an old-school superhero show or right. comic. Yeah. But it's just kind of watching it with a, you know, a, a modern lens basically like, Huh, how would this work in 2020? You know what I mean? How would this kind of skill set happen? What if they had kids? That kind of stuff. So but, but that that works, right? But I'll say if you're going expecting this thing to be some big game changer as far as superhero shows go, yeah, you're not gonna like this at all. It it it's very straightforward, so it's very to the point, it's very entertaining. Um it's very bright though, and kinda yeah. like that, even though they go for serious and dark and dramatic moments. So Overall, I, I enjoyed it for what it was, man. It didn't blow my way exactly, but as a first season, I was, I was pretty impressed by this, uh, especially with the fact that we take it pretty much um, Silver Age, uh, right, yeah. Silver Age characters, and just kind of incorporated, incorporated them, sorry, in a modern context. So if you if you could dig that, then great. But if you expected this thing to be like a total you know, re, re, remake or rehash of, like, the, the Justice Society of America. I think we've had, you know, films or TV shows that did that already. It's not that at all, right? But, yeah, I mean, for what it is, yeah. I, I dug it. I could wait for that second season, but I really, really want to see what they do next, especially with the little treads that they leave open and whatnot. So, rating-wise, I'll give this a, a strong three and a half for the five, man. It is worth checking out, in my opinion. Um, it's really for the comic book fans out there, the, the ones who really love those characters. But even if you're not familiar with the characters at all, just see this fresh, new quote-unquote spin on you know the whole classic superhero tropes and whatnot. Yeah, you you'll find much to really appreciate here, man. Um, right. Disagree or agree, Ricardo? Yeah, mostly. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It just it just tell its story and then it was in and out um, for what it is. I didn't. That's what I said. I don't know. It had any major twists or any. Big subversions, not really, right? Just, it just they tell the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, rate, rated wise, what what would you give this? Oh uh, yeah, like a amount of ten, it was fine. Um, this okay. The ending was fun. Just they tell the story. The ending was nice when they, they fly on the thing, and it was yeah, on the yeah, water. Yeah, it was nice. It was like yeah. oh yeah. Ah, uh, uh, to the post credit scene. That was crap. Why oh. bring Joel McKeel? Whatever. Yes. Ho- hopefully they have a, a, a proper explanation for that. Huh? Yeah, hopefully, well, hopefully, it, it it it's very derivative in my opinion. But yeah, they have to explain that shit. But yeah, and uh, last but not least, Project Power Boy. This is the the latest Netflix you know film um, that has been released. It actually came out a few days ago. The time is recorded here. Um, it's another show which has well you know big actors in it. 
So in this case, we have both Jamie Foxx, you know, and um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it. And some other big names, like I have Rodrigo Santoro, you know, who you would see yep. in stuff like um, Westworld. It had Courtney B. Vance in it as well. Yeah. Um, we have a very talented new lead by the, um, by the name of Dominic Fishback. Yeah. I know she was in a couple other shows, but this is the first time literally that I'm seeing her, right? And what this show is about is, essentially, it's, you know, it's the not-too-distant future, of course. Um, it's set in New Orleans, so basically we have this pill that's this, I don't want to call it, well, technically it is a drug, but it's essentially a pill, right? right? Called power, right? And what yep. it does, and this is something that we, we, we kind of had to talk about a little bit. So, it gives the user superpowers, right? For five minutes, too. But the catch is, is that it kind of depends. Well, you, you don't really show what power you're going to get. That's another thing I have to, have to talk about, right? But once you take it, you have literally five minutes to just do whatever you want, right? So, you could either, um, you know, you mean you could have. Well, in this case of the movie, you could, your your body could, you know, turn into flames, or you could be invisible yeah, yeah, and all right. that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, so, you're not sure what the power is, yeah. Yeah, so that's it, just right. Um, we introduce the character of Robin. She is a power dealer. Um, she goes to high school. She have dreams of being a rapper. They have moments where she does rap, and it's kind of cool, okay. Um, and then also we introduce to Frank Shiva, right, who is a New Orleans Police Department, NOPD cop, right? And essentially, he, well, he kind of knows Robin, right? So ever so often, um, Robin will kind of set Frank up so Frank will kind of catch, you know, buyers or dealers. Well, basically, power buyers, basically, right? So guys who want to get, who, who want to get a fix, you know, he'll just kind of arrest them, right? So that's the kind of arrangement they have, basically, right? But in her case, well, Robin's just kind of doing this because her mother has um, diabetes, so she has to buy medicine, you know, typical cliche stuff, right? Sorry, it's cliche. And last figure we have to bring in here, well, second to last figure, I should say, is Art Riley, right? He, who is played by Jamie Foxx. And essentially, we don't really know much about him except that he was he was a test subject before, so he... He, he, he was one of the first test subjects, sorry, when it came to power, but he kind of shows up and kidnaps Robin, and he basically wants her to lead him to, you know, the, the, the major seller of power in the community, right? And essentially, he just wants to go up that food chain. He just wants to find, you know, the, 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 he just wants to find the top person involved, right? And I guess seek vengeance because his daughter was kidnapped. So, right. he, yeah, but he, yeah, said, he just wants to find out what's going on. Right, so you learn, you know, we learn why the daughter is important and relevant to the storyline. She's very, right. very important. And right. And, um, well, la- right. At, at last character, so what I mentioned, sorry, we have Biggie, <laughs> we'll right. see her, who's played by Rodrigo Santoro, and he, right. he has big dreams for power. You know what I mean? He, right. he, well, he wants to incorporate animal DNA, and you know what I mean? Just right. kind of heighten, you know, um, just, you know, being human and make us all superpowered and all that good shit. And yeah, well, he's the mini boss of the storyline. Yeah, he's the mini boss yeah, of the storyline. Yeah, yeah, because uh, there's somebody else uh, that we, there's somebody right. else, sorry, that we don't want to spoil who is right. also involved in all this too, but yeah. Right, anyway, well, we, 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 we meet the character later, but anyway, uh, this is an example of what you call really cliched premise and storyline with a decent execution. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. 
standard for me. Um, it, it really worked. I, I'll say this only really worked because of the star power. Um, I, th- I thought everybody had great chemistry with each other. And the action was solid. Like, for what it was. Uh, you know, Joseph Gosselin Levitt was pretty good. Um, the main character, she was good. The girl. Uh, then uh, Jamie Foxx was good. And every all of these characters bounced off each other quite well. Right, they were Joseph Gordon Levitt and the Gill was funny, Jamie Foxx and the Gill was funny together, and then the two of them was funny together. And that's why it worked. And the script was straightforward, and it just had the characters doing what they had to be doing, they tell the story in and out. Um, you know, you have a little song track with a couple tracks from Chica, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, yeah, heard her. Um, Casey Nasdaq was in this, right? Yes, I see Casey Nasdaq, he was in the in the when they were showing off the Icy Gill powers. Yeah, uh, he, he, he's one of the shady bad right. guys that kind of come uh, into season. The reason, the reason why you, I could see why people appreciate it and enjoy it is because it, 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 it self-aware. They're doing a lot of like modern takes on race and class consciousness, and you know they make reference to Henrietta Lacks if you know who that is, and you know bioethics subtext and these kind of things. And I say this is how you do. This is how you apply real world shit to your to your fantasy nonsense, right? Uh you make you, you you make references, but then you, you call back to it, but it's not real world nuance to something. This works where Transformers does not, in my opinion. Um, that's why I enjoyed this. What it was, eight characters, charismatic and enjoyable, and they have good relationship with each other. And then the actual like backstory behind everything is like, oh, okay, they make reference to Henrietta Lacks. I like that, and they do a lot of race stuff, like you know the character. The black girl and how she had to use the system and they talk about military and class and how the mother of healthcare and all these little things. That's why the story, that's why I think it worked. Could they make it reasonably human? Right. That's why. No, no, no. I I I understand where you're coming from, right? But but here here's here's my little it's my little two cents, right? I don't want to say too long, but here's my two cents, right? Great premise, but the script itself is where this film has a lot of issues though. Like I felt that it really right. could have capitalized on its strong premise. And um I think with a couple more rewrites, it would have been still a dread. But yeah. for what we get is just kinda kinda uh, like for me I'm just kinda on the fence with it. Like there's things that I do like and appreciate and there's some things that as much as I want to defend it's just like but still though, but still right. Yeah. So this kinda lead about quickly, right? So um the script itself is written by Matson Tomlin, right? Who I've, I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, this is his full screenplay, though. Like, this is his right. um, a spec script that he wrote. And then I think he wrote another one, and now he's going to write for um, the Batman, though, with um, Robert Pattinson. Right. So I'm like, all right, okay. Oops. Right. In, in, inspiration for screenwriters out there. But still, because this is a first time script, it does kind of show, though, because. I felt like at times, and I think this is like the biggest, biggest flaw of the show, um, is the tone itself, right? Um, this is a rated R film, and yet there are certain elements where I felt like this is going for a PG-13, yeah, but yeah. you want to do the R stuff. So, like, ever so often, characters will talk and, like, okay, that's saying that all R-rated action films must use the F-word, right? But, yeah, there were times where I was like, okay, how come nobody see it? Fuck us yet, though. But then, just so to the blue, somebody would see it, like, probably, like, once or twice, and it's like, oh, Oh yeah, right. It's a R-rated. Okay, cool, right? Um, also, yeah. the way how the action is handled, right? It has kind of a PG-13 vibe, especially when you bring in the right. whole superhero stuff. Sorry, superpowered stuff. But then ever so often, you get some some kind of graphic bloody scenes that kind of comes out of nowhere. Right. Um, and also, too, in terms of well, the the girl uh, herself, right? Um, Robin. Um, 
not saying that she shouldn't be in this film because it's R, but because of the approach to it, right? Um, essentially, with her trying to make a way, you know what I mean, to better herself and her mom. Okay, that's cool. It's kind of inspirational at the same time, right? But at the same time, you want to tell this kind of dark, grim story about, you know, drug dealers and all that kind of stuff. Right, right, so right. It kind of right. clashes a bit at times. And it's even more apparent, like, in the end in particular, where, you know, um, you're setting up this thing between her and Jamie, but it kind of doesn't work in the end because they try to set him up as being right. a father figure, even though for the very beginning he kind of kidnaps her and has her doing stuff. Um, right. And then the way how it ends, slight spoiler, there's like a little rap zone that plays, and you see, you know, these kind of colorful images and all that kind of stuff, and it's meant to, to sound inspirational. Like, you know, you're telling kids you have the power instead of you. But it's in a film that's about essentially a guy trying to hunt down a drug dealer, which pills that turn people into super super powered, you know, maniacs basically, right? right? Kind of, you know. Right. So yeah. And I, I, I agree with you. I get what he was trying to like they're trying to be kind of socially conscious. I mean look at the title, Project Power, right? It, you know, look at the word project, right? I get that, but like it it I just felt like as a whole it should have decided whether it just what like who it would would cater for, the R rated crowd or the PG thirteen crowd who just kinda watches and be like, all right, I understand. I could look at myself and be like, yeah, man, I could rise out of my situation and be a great person. Or is it to the R-rated crowd who just kind of want to see people, you know, be super-powered badasses for five minutes and do cool stuff and kill people. So it tr- kind of tries to play to both crowds, but I've just right. felt it should have just picked one, right? That's that's my major, major gripe. Um, Acting-wise, I thought it was solid. Um, I was actually surprised at, you know, Joseph and Jamie's characters. Like, they didn't play yeah. the characters. I thought that they were going to play. Um, I didn't think Joseph was going to be that street smart of a cop. It's kind of weird how streets are to years ago. But, yeah, shockingly, um, he is. Jamie, right. I didn't expect him to be this brooding kind of anti-hero. But it works, right. too, especially when you learn about him. And I felt like, yes, the moment where he does reveal his power is kind of badass and kind of right. epic. And yeah. I was actually impressed by the, 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 the visuals themselves. Like, it's that, yeah, you know, was good. Yeah. groundbreaking, you know, big Hollywood right. stuff. But it rivals that of what you would see in a Hollywood film. It really does, right? Yeah, this, this uh, could have come out. This could have come out in theaters, you know, during a February something. Come and go on. It's one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it could have, it could have. Like, But yeah, I was watching the, the, the VFX. So I was like, it's real cool. I mean, like, it's not yeah, pretty amazingly good, yeah. cool. Um, it does take a like it does take a while for the story to really pick up and kind of make sense of itself. Like when, you, know, yeah, you, 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 you kind of follow characters me, along and you kind of wonder, okay, what is Jamie Fox's motive? What's really going right, on? Right. Who's the when you find out when, it, when, when you on? find out yeah when you find out what the daughter about and why she important that is when it gets interesting. It's like okay yeah yeah that interesting it, it yeah. does yeah yeah. Um, I just lastly last just want to see though uh yes uh, it does take a while for the story to pick up. And you know it's going good and I like how they kind of blend it to make it feel all realistic and whatnot. But still, I just wish that they capitalize a lot more on this whole pill thing. That really go right. into details, explain how it's being and how it's able to do what it does. But still, you know, why if it's five minutes, uh, why are certain characters waiting till the last minute to use it? That to yeah, show also is it genetically cater to certain people so like, all right so a character will take it and will always exhibit the same powers every time right. he takes it or will he do something different those little things i wish they really could have explained a little bit more of because yeah, yeah. they just kind of just leave it out there for you to be like okay it doesn't matter it's an action movie shut up just watch it 
Yeah, it was it was a vague grab bag of all. Because the idea was that well, it's more comparable to animals, and you could like it's animals. What animals could do, but they yeah. carry but some food. But at the same like okay, well, but animals can't can't. Yeah, yeah. Frames, though, you know, but still, right, it, right. it's a cool. No, they try to <laughs> they try to like take the thing and then carry it to a, log- a weird logical space now. So like you know, Jimmy Fox character is a pistol shrimp, which in the real world pistol shrimp could do this thing that's insane. So it's like, well, I could do that too. And then the the, the control in your temperature. Like, yeah, animals could do that, but then they carried, well, we could do this. It, it's superpowers nonsense. Well, but it's X-Men. Yeah, crap. yeah. I, I, I didn't really, and you know, they, 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 once again, as much as I was, I was trying to get into it, they still kind of have right. only five minutes signal, like, okay, like, I get, you have a time limit here, but, um, right. like, okay, do you just keep taking it? And what's what do you get out of it, basically, if it's just meant to be a drug? Like, I'm just going to treat it right. as a drug. And, okay, so what's the real benefit from it outside of that five minutes, you know, <laughs> nice thing, yeah. They never really get into the. But they keep saying they keep treating it like a drug, but it's not really a drug. It's more like you're just using it for the powers. And I suppose it's addictive, but it, that was never clear. Because they showed us one guy in the beginning with fire who seemed to be addicted to it, maybe. Because he was like in a mess. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We always feel all that. Right, and right. lastly, last though, and you know, I have to say this, especially for people who are going like, "Oh my God, people with superpowers coming over pills!" Oh my God, um, right. don't, don't, don't go in expecting a lot to see a lot of powers in this though. Like, you know, if you if you go in expecting to see some kind of X Men shit, it's not that you're no, not gonna sure, see characters sure, fly. Yeah, or yeah no, for me, for me, they're showing sure enough. Yeah, they're showing sure enough. Like, they're showing sure enough. For, I find like they show Biggie character. He turned to like this Hulking monster type. Figure, yeah. figure. So you look a lot like um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Um, oh yeah. This um, oh gosh, uh, hi. Doctor Hyde. Mr. Hyde. right? Yeah, it looked like that. Um, you know, they had the, the stretchy guy in the end, and another strength cool. guy. Like all the that was cool. That was right. Cool. Yeah, the, the all the paws yeah. is like a weird grab bag of paws. I wanted to see Robin's paws if she had it at all, but we don't get that. So um, she had paws at all. I I I really believe no, she, she, didn't she no she don't try. Like she doesn't want to take it to test them. Cause everybody should have paws, but this is some people that just blow up now. Uh, or you could die now. Like it have uh, right, uh, right. It's, right. A, it's, a, it's do, a gamble. They do that. Yeah, they, right. they do they do right. say that in the show. Yeah. Right, right. So it's like a, a, a per experimental thing, and then they, they get into the again. If you know the mortal life of Henrietta Lacks, if you know that book, it's a famous story about um, medical medical ethics in the United States. Now, and right, right. it's a whole it had a documentary and it had a movie and it had a book. It's a very popular book by Rebecca Sloot. Anyway, mm. they make reference to it in the, in the ending. So I was like, oh, okay, they're doing that. That is nice. Yeah. Uh, I so, said the, the yeah, reason yeah, why it works. Uh, yeah, I said the only reason it worked for me is because everybody was was good, had good chemistry. That's why I find it worked. Everybody was Jamie and the girl had good chemistry, and then I'm um, thinking had good chemistry. The girl it was funny in that way. It's charming, cheap yeah. little little small little movie. You know, it come and gone. It's better than most of these little small little movies, especially these little hood sci-fi movies. Yeah, yeah, well, um, most of which I, I haven't seen, unfortunately, though, because right. I've, I've always heard bad things about it. But uh, yeah, you're right, you're right. This this actually is a, is a hood sci-fi film when right. you think about it. Though, but yeah. it, it, it better than, it, remember it had this one with, it, with this guy, this little kid with an alien gun? That was just... Right, the, the trailer looked good for it, though, but I, um, I just never saw it. Um, I forgot the name right. of it, but I, I remember... Yeah, no, it's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as a whole, I mean, it's not perfect. It is flawed. It right. does feel like a like a full script, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. But there's a lot of potential. There's, there's a lot of really cool ideas, yeah. and you know, just just interesting takes on what you'd expect from 
a, a superhero show anyway. So you have to give it props for that. Right. Um, it's not gonna yeah. blow anyone's minds or whatnot. But you know, I mean, it's like roughly two hours. Yeah. So if you have a little time yeah. to kill, um, I, rightfully so, um, yeah, give it a look, man. Yeah, I, I just enjoyed characters. So that's why I liked it. It's just I enjoy everybody. They're nice. I like the girl. She's doing character. She was good. Was oh yes, yes, yes. Um, and um, yeah. this is the first time me seeing Dominic uh, Fishback, but yeah, I yeah. was impressed as hell at her performance. I really can't wait to see what she does next. And I think I should just kind of look and see what she did before, though. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That, uh, so fun. yeah. So for me, rating wise, I'll give this a, a strong treat, a very light three and a half out of five. It's it's right. high for what it is, but you know, there's a lot of good. Um, you know, the the, the leads do their thing. Dominic right. does her thing. Um, it, it, it builds an interesting world, but I just felt like they could have done more world building and just explaining a little bit more. Not too much, of course, of, of how this pill works. And just kind of living up to the whole, right. oh, you want to be a superhero right. vibe of it. Man. I mean, I really felt they could have done this. Uh, will there be a sequel? I don't know, yeah. maybe. But I think there, Probably, there, there is yeah. potential for, for one in the future or some spin-off short or something like the, the world is so intriguing yeah. that you could do more with this you know what I mean? you could so, do stuff yeah. with it yeah so hopefully yeah yeah i uh you know yes i'm out of 10 i i just thought it, it the reason why it worked for me is because the main character was just actually like nice and charismatic and you know you're actually rooting for her you know yeah. um you don't really give a shit about it and you're rooting for jamie and you're rooting for jules and god love it character everybody working they kind of waste Courtney b vance in this though like wow they could do more yeah, boy and, and then yeah. they then they bring up something about him and they're thinking oh he's gonna come back and no right, <laughs> he yeah, doesn't nah, they, they imply that they're just my implication i suppose they could only afford him for one little scene um yeah, nice yeah, about yeah. But they do but they it, do what they could do. They do what they could do with the little the little movie. Um not bad. I, I enjoyed it for it was had fun with it. Come and go on, it, it didn't well, it's welcome. Same out of ten. It's fine. Yeah. And I guess at the end of the day, just in closing, um if you treat it as a Netflix show and not like, oh well, you know, it's in theaters and oh my god, I spent money for nothing. Like I imagine right. if it was, if this was a theatrical release as is, I would have been disappointed, I would have wanted more. But you know, well, as Netflix goes, I was like it's fine. Exactly. Yeah. Well, to me, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a February, January release on, on thing, right? It's something like that. Like I could see yeah. it. It's that. Right. Um, that, that, that's so, not to say that's not to say that Netflix uh, feature films are terrible or they are right. lower quality than Hollywood stuff. But just saying, yeah. you know, for what it is for a Netflix show, it's it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So that's it. Right. Okay. So with all that being said, Ricardo, where can we find you online? Ampersad RMDDY, that is at RMEDI on Twitter. And then you can type in Ricardo Medina on Facebook, you can find me there. All right, on Twitter, you can find me at BearBeatBailey. On Instagram, you can find me at BearsBeatsBailey. On Facebook, just look for my name, Match Bailey, along with Illegally Black Blog, official fan base. We find a link to this podcast as well as the ones that we've done over the past five seasons, including retrospect reviews. And uh, stuff to look forward to before we leave. Well, uh, well it, had, it had something to look forward to, but no, lockdown, fuck that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we yeah. were we were going to get tenants uh, Wednesday the twenty sixth, but <laughs> oh, um, you know, Yasita is recording here. You know, our our prime minister. You know what I mean? And you know, it's just so ironic that this is right after elections. And you know, yeah, he well, did yeah. say he did say on the night of when he won, difficult times ahead. But yeah, yes, well, folks, yeah. we are in. Uh, well, we're gonna go, you know, into a, a month long lockdown. Um, in my case. 
I still have to head down to work, but it will just be for two days instead of three. But still, you know, we still see regulations, see restrictions. I heard a lot of people went down to the beach today. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, no beach, no gym, nothing like that. Boy. But, yeah, point is, we're supposed to get tenant um, the 26th, well, Wednesday, 26th of August. Uh, not again, because cinemas be closed now. Not again. So now we just have to, yeah, to, to read that. early reviews online and hope I that they don't spoil that, the show. <laughs> That, 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 well, I got shit for me to embust for that and then watch it. Whoever, so they ain't played it online. Yeah, yeah, lame. Yeah, yeah. But, um, this is, but you know, on, on our side, though, though, well, this stuff to look forward to. Um, DC Fandom, though, that, that's gonna be right. happening, um, this Saturday coming. Um, right. I, well, apparently, I have to kind of sign up with, you know, um, email, password, all that kind of stuff. But they have, like, okay. a really cool schedule thing compared to, like, you know, what we got with um, the, the right. Sandy Comic-Con, which was just right. all over the place. But they have some good panels there, man. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, some yeah, stuff, I, right? I'm excited for that. I mean, the only, the only thing I care for, really, is um, just to see, well, what 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 going on with, with Snyder Cut now, so... Yeah, yeah, well, well, right. I, I think I, I think that's like the one thing everybody want to see. I mean, right. and yes, Zack Snyder will be there to to talk right. about. Right? I think he, I think it's mostly Q and A stuff. So yeah, you can you can ask him the burning questions like um, you right. know, what 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 the hell happened with with BVS and all that kind of stuff. You know, but right. one thing right, that caught my interest to um, quickly, um, Superman, Man of Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, well, gonna, I, I, well, I'm too hyped. I, I'm too hyped for that because I reset the universe. I really care. Well, yeah, well, it's coming, out yeah, it's coming out digitally on the weekend of Fandom, but they're also supposed to have a screening of it, so I'm like, all right, well, yeah, I will try, if anything, to, to, to check it out. If I'm unsuccessful, I'm sorry, right. but we will definitely check it out when we get it. Yeah, I'll make the effort. All right, yeah. team. And yeah, that's pretty much about it. So once again, guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever this is. This was Matthew Bailian. Ricardo Medina. And we're signing off for another episode of BS Beats and Bailey. So until the next one, take care. Stay safe in and out. Peace.